0: I'm David Heitler-Clevins. And I'm Rodney Wittenberg. And this is Music for For the the New new Revolution. All right,
1: we're back with part two of our uh, episodes on social justice music for kids.
0: Yes, where we're playing music created by adults for young people that speak to the issues that we all face.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's an interesting history that Rodney and I have talked amongst ourselves about yeah. a number of times uh, to yeah. this world of children's music. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, there's al- there's always been songs for kids, although the idea of songs particularly for kids is something I think that developed, you know, late in the history of things, you know, sort of in the middle of the 20th century is really when we start to get some with, you know, Woody Guthrie creating this huge body of songs for kids mm-hmm. and uh, Ella Jenkins soon after that uh, also adding, you know, a, a lot of, uh, of new original songs and, and, and also songs from around the world for kids.
0: But Yeah, well, what would really struck me and what David and I have talked about on a number of occasions is uh, Mr. Pete Seeger and um, how when he was blacklisted in the 50s after uh the end of uh, the breakup of the weavers uh pete was uh couldn't get a gig couldn't play in traditional folk venues and so he began to play in community centers and um elementary schools and uh, And camps camps uh synagogues yes um, uh, yeah, yep. church basements church and basement, all church. these
1: non-traditional things and basically created the profession that many of us <laughs> and many of the people were playing on these episodes uh, work in, which is the itinerant folk and or children's musician. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and then the irony of that, you know, the blacklist intending to repress the left, uh, you know, he, he basically, you know, sang for all these kids all over the country and and helped to spread the seeds that created the folk boom and the activist boom of the 60s. A lot of those kids who heard Pete, you know, at schools and camps and stuff like that went on to be the activists in the Civil Rights Movement, uh, continuation of the Civil Rights Movement in the 60s, and the and the anti-war movement and many, many other movements. So it's, you know, that, that attempt to... Uh, you know, stomp out the dandelion ended up just spreading the seeds on the wind. And, <laughs> Oh,
0: that's very poetic there, Dan. Oh, thank you. <laughs> wow. I'm very impressed.
1: Well, actually it kind of reminds me of a song, which we should be playing in this episode, but we will have to play it another time. Sally Rogers wrote a beautiful song called, uh, pass them on that, uh, is it was inspired by Pete Seeger, and uh, uh, it very much has that kind of imagery in it. So I think I was really actually copying. Her. <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: and, well, now you've copped to it, and now we know. But um, and what's fascinating and interesting? Yeah, we we can see the direct line between Pete Seeger playing in those community centers, and then you know, like Peter, Paul, and Mary, and and uh, not so much Dylan, but like a lot of the other folkies, and. Um, and then, um, but those those folkies that we didn't become famous or that you didn't hear about, they started playing in basements and of churches and community centers and elementary schools. And then, right about that same time, you mentioned Ella Jenkins and talk a little bit about her. She was, I guess, mm-hmm. early '60s would be like.
1: Oh, she goes back way, way back. You mm-hmm. know, she. I think she might even started in the the oh. '50s um uh, but yeah so most like rodney was saying a lot of the people who were known for doing children's music in the in the 60s and and 70s were white folky based kinds of people and the one major exception really is Ella Jenkins who is African American based in Chicago also folky i mean she did a lot of stuff just with her voice or just with her voice and a ukulele very gentle very uh, personable, you know, huge influence on on many, many, many people, and this idea that I think really Woody and and Ella Jenkins and spread by Pete Seeger of um, this very homemade, original music for children as well as traditional things. Um, you know, these are really the people who got it started. But it's kind of interesting because there isn't really a huge amount, you know, like Peter, Paul and Mary, sure, they made one children's album and it was a big deal. But, you know, a lot of people didn't really get involved in this sort of as an industry or as a movement for a while. There were it's kind of a handful, very regional. A lot of people didn't know uh, somebody outside of a particular, you know, geographical area.
0: And then there's a the whole, um, that whole weird thing not weird, but wonderful thing I think that happened in the late '60s, uh, that was a little more, um, I will say, corporate, I guess, or I, and I don't necessarily mean it in that in the way traditional way. But we have the Children's Television Workshop creating Sesame Street and uh, Electric Company. Of course, a song, a show that I sing every time I log on to the. Uh, Zoom, which we've been using all the time. There was a great show called Zoom, which was right. hosted by kids. <laughs> and they had that great word, Zoom, 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 Zoom. Uh, of course.
1: That song should come back now. Yes. Definitely.
0: <laughs> and um, can't forget Fred Rogers. I mean, kids this, right. this wrote tons of songs for every episode that were geared toward kids. And then one of my, I have to cite is one of my biggest infor- inspirations for kids' music was uh, Schoolhouse Rock which was a really big part of um, of my Saturday morning on ABC back in the late 60s, early 70s. So there were projects throughout that time, and when I say projects, there were things that were sort of, um, there wasn't like necessarily an identifiable artist connected to the stuff that was created for kids that was either so related to social justice or politically oriented. And, and I do think, you know, a lot, lot of the stuff that um, Schoolhouse Rock did was pretty political. In, in, oh, pretty, definitely. For yeah. its day, I mean. I'm I'm only a bill. (laughs) It's just the coolest thing. Yeah, and
1: suffering till suffrage. That was a great political song and sort of channeling Aretha. And yeah, now some of the politics of some of those songs Mm -hmm. is uh, not so great. Uh, There's a few that don't last well, but there's some really great stuff too. Yeah, Uh, I'm thinking in terms of the ones that don't last, like Elbow Room, which is all about (laughs) manifest destiny, and uh, Uh, and uh, another one with the melting pot, which is an image that we tend to not like as much anymore as, as the tossed salad or the patchwork quilt but (laughs) uh but you know things evolve and and uh but you're right I think that what 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 arose in the late 60s and early 70s was um that some of the really significant stuff that happened in children's music was not necessarily from people who were performing for children but was in tv uh and you know and movies and things like that Mm -hmm. so we get um some really great uh, children's music that's that not- and one thing I think we shouldn't leave out is free to be you and me from oh, the yeah. early 70s because that yes. was an incredibly mm-hmm. groundbreaking album uh mm-hmm. in dealing with issues around gender mm-hmm. um, and uh it, it that it, it always amazed me after how important that was that almost nothing else <laughs> in the children's music world really kind of mm-hmm. came about to deal with those kinds of issues for mm-hmm. decades it was yeah. you know, it really almost like that was the
0: seminal recording and that's what everyone pointed to. I mean, like, and uh, sometimes it was re- pointed to as, as, as with reverence and sometimes people would be mocking and making fun of it. But it was, boy, it was huge and uh, what a big influence on all the people who do music for kids. We have to go
1: back to Rafi, you know, because I think Rafi was sort of the first big star who was primarily known for children's music. And that really started in the 70s. And uh, I think that's an important step in this whole thing. Yeah. Well, another pioneer that we didn't mention is uh, Barry Lewis Polisar, because he actually got started in the 70s as well with his very uh, wacky and sometimes subversive songs that uh, had a lot of influence on uh, sort of an underground Of of children's music, really, it's not until the '80s that we really start to get kind of a really a ballooning of major recording uh, projects. You know, uh, and certain people like Tom Chapin, who um, got started on on the early side in terms of releasing really um, very professional uh, children's recordings in the late '80s.
0: Yeah. And then, like David was saying, it really didn't really come into be um, where the, the the scene that we know today that gets celebrated like at KendiCon and, and places like that really didn't start until the 80s. And I think one of the things that, that pushed that along was our good friend Kathy. Kathy O'Connell. Yes. Kathy O'Connell mm-hmm. from Kids Corner. And. Um, and then there began to be a place where this independent music was played. Now, Kathy's also played lots of other stuff on her show, uh, you know, Trout Fishing in America, and uh, a lot of stuff that Dr. Demento also played, um, who I guess in some ways could be considered the forerunner. I mean, he did say he played music for kids, but he certainly opened up people to um, novelties. Yeah, novelty stuff. Yeah, <laughs> stuff. And um, And boy, yeah. what a Tough teacher, I understand when he taught his uh, music history class. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you
1: mentioned that you know in the in the '80s we started to have you know this explosion of, of of children's music, and you used the word independent. But actually, one thing I think is interesting is that some big labels mm-hmm. actually released things. Sony had a Sony Kids division mm-hmm. and uh I know a number of people who for a while were actually not independent musicians but who were on these these bigger labels um and you know now most of them have gone <laughs> back to being independent yeah but uh it, it's it I think like how in the 60s part of the difference was not so much that more people were doing protest music but that it actually got on major labels and on the radio I think starting in the 80s there had always been children's music, but, but now it was being promoted and more people were aware that it existed. Right. Um, it still never got to the point where practically any children's musician, even Rafi, was like a household name that every mm-hmm. parent knew who that was. It still ended up being kind of a, a niche thing that, that certain people knew about children's music and, and a lot of people didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot more people. Came to, yeah. Um, you know, so well. You know, one of the things uh, to 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 sort of switch gears a little bit. One of the things that Rodney and I have both done is to help kids write their own songs to empower kids to not only be consumers of music but to also be makers of music. And uh, I think that's something that we share that's really important yeah. to us. And that could lead us to, uh, Rodney, for you to talk about uh, the selection you're going to play. Yes. Yeah.
0: So um, in the um, early 90s, I started working with an, a nonprofit organization called the Banner Project. And we went into schools and worked with young people around issues of self-esteem and uh, with the goal of keeping away from violence and drugs. And one of the things that we would do, uh, or I would, I, I implemented was the kids writing their own songs, um, and um, boy, we wrote a lot, a lot, a lot of songs with the the, the kids over the years. But uh, one of my favorites, it still stands as one of my favorites, is a song called "Flowers" or "Flowers Are Beautiful." And you may go, "Well, how is this a protest song or a social justice song?" Well, what these kids wrote about was the importance of taking care of our environment, but they did it in such a happy, fun, celebratory way. Um, it's, it's, it's almost anthemic. (laughs) And, um, and I, I, every time I hear this song, it just makes me happy. It makes me so, so happy because these kids are just so joyous in the way you hear them singing about, uh, the, all the wonderful things that, um, nature gives us. And, and in the end, the big payoff in the in the chorus is that they are nature too. Children are nature too, and they need to be nurtured and loved and taken care of, just like the trees and the grass and the and the and the water and the and the animals. And they wrote this. I mean, you know, in in, in the way that I write songs with young people, it's a collective experience and all of the young people contribute uh the whole class contributes lyrics and melodic ideas and um and rhythmic ideas and and it's all then uh kind of mushed together (laughs) and and creates the song and so uh this is uh the song flowers
1: Kind of shades of uh, good morning, good morning from Sergeant Peppers with all the uh, farm animals. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was great, Rodney. Thanks. So. Uh, uh, it's, you know, one of the things, it's interesting, in the recent developments in children's music, There's a, there's been a less, I think, of children's voices on certain kinds of artists' or recordings. And I personally am a big fan of, of hearing kids sing themselves. And I, yeah. um, you know... Uh, I, I've always uh, For our recordings We always kind of strive for Having kids that sound really good But not like children's choir good Because we want <laughs> kids listening to say That sounds great And I could do that too yes. Not that sounds great And I could never do that You know So it's it's sort of an accessibility uh, About it And I feel like you have a similar aesthetic
0: Yes I do uh, for for kids' music, I'll say. <laughs> right, right, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so it's
1: uh, it's it's sort of like I want it to be encouraging and inviting yeah. other people to try doing this as well. Yeah, uh, but I also want it to be enjoyable to listen to. So yes. It, it, yes. they need to be good. Yes, but uh, just not like
0: pristine
1: necessarily. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I,
0: if they can convey the emotion and they're 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 happy and up, it's awesome. You know, it's yeah. like uh, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And uh, yeah. thanks. So uh, uh, what else are we playing for the show? All right.
1: So we're going to hear from our friend Keisha hutchins Hurlinger, and she's going to cover a Raffi song. We were talking about Raffi earlier, yeah. All I Really Need.
0: And then we have uh, Peter Alsop with uh, Spitball and Use It Again. And then Unos Dos
1: Tres Andres with Cooperation featuring Recy Palmer.
0: And a good friend of the show and a good friend of mine, Jonathan Sprout, with Heads, Hearts, and Hands, a song about Mary McLeod Bethune.
1: And then Marla Lewis with another historical one about Mighty Jackie, the strikeout queen.
0: And then uh, Evan Greer has two songs, uh, Liberty is a statue and a children's song.
1: Yes, and you'll find that that children's song has a very subversive ending. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> and then we've got a couple selections from the wonderful trans and non-binary kids mix, which also includes a song by Two of a Kind. And uh, that was put together by Julie B. of Ants on a Log. So first they'll be Totally Nuts with Trans Wizard, mm-hmm. and then Ants on a Log with They're My Best Friend.
0: And then Melanie Damore with Everybody Here.
1: And finally, Stuart Stotts with World Citizen.
0: So sit back, listen up, and enjoy some wonderful social justice music for young people.
2: Hi, this is Keisha Hutchins-Herlinger. I'm a singer-songwriter and a teacher from Philadelphia. May we teach our children to love and have empathy and to keep their eyes focused on justice and their hearts on peace.
3: Hi, I'm Peter Alsop. I've had friends say, Peter, I love how you write such wonderful political songs for children. (laughs) I'm not sure I know exactly what a political song is. I know the word political is a label. And when we label something as political, we can then put it into a little political box that's full of other political stuff. And we can dismiss that box altogether because people always argue and get upset about politics. Why would we want to involve ourselves with that, especially on a family album? See, I don't think politics is something out there somewhere far away from us. I think it's part of the everyday fabric of our lives. We learn political skills from watching how our friends and families and leaders deal with the systems in their lives. That label political has gotten a very bad rap. Everyone thinks it means lying and manipulating and being greedy and self-serving. And those things happen in our political arena. But also I know that politics is about skills we have, like caring for others, and kind-heartedness, and reaching out, and sustainability, and conservation, and justice. And those skills make up the fabric, texture, and quality of our family and community lives. So when I write a song that's about caring for others, and how we can do that a little better, I think it's political because it helps kids grow up with more social skills in their toolboxes. It also gives parents and kids a story with more hope about how the future might go. But I don't want that song labeled as a political song because that just makes it easier for other folks who need to hear it to just dismiss it, to throw it out, and even before they've heard it. And, and I know it's very important for us to spend time in our youth learning how to get along with others. I think it's critical for us to write and sing songs with kids like spitball so they can learn how to set boundaries for themselves, to care for others and be brave enough to stop escalating our own personal violence like hitting hitting or our emotional violence, like teasing or bullying, or our cultural and systemic violence, like war. When writing songs for kids and families, it's important to be aware of who our audience is. We can explain escalation to a four-year-old, and they can understand it, because they've been pushed by another kid, and they've pushed back a little harder, and then they've gotten pushed back even harder or hit. So they can understand escalation. Problem is more that parents don't know how to address these kinds of topics without scaring a younger child so they don't. My song Spitball, for instance, is placed toward the end of my Camping with Dad's album, so I've had time to set it up and frame it and model how I talk and sing with my 11-year-old granddaughter about the subjects of escalation and violence and war so parents can see how to be a safe place for their kids to bring up their concerns about these things. Fred throws a spitball, hits Dustin on the head. Dustin picks it up, throws it back at Fred. But Dustin misses Fred, and the teacher doesn't see. So Dustin chews more paper, makes it gooey as can be. He wants it on his finger, flicks it across the aisle, hits Fred between the eyes. But Fred, he doesn't smile. He scrapes away the goo Wipes his forehead dry Throws his pencil back and dust it Hits him in the eye Small as a spitball That's how it always starts Back and forth it grows Till the world gets blown apart And everyone blames someone else But no one takes the blame When we do the same things over, things always end the same. Songs about important topics that are easier to bring up with younger kids. Take recycling, for instance. People may think it's a political topic, even though few people would argue that recycling is a bad idea. Families need help addressing many of the complex questions we face things like racism and a woman's right to choose, and poverty and religion. And some of the songs I've written help raise kids' awareness about these issues. Songs like Stick My Neck Out about a giraffe, and one about Recycling, where a little kangaroo finally realizes the value of recycling shopping bags. It's on my Grow It at Home album, and it's called Use It Again. Here it is. Thanks for listening. There's a small kangaroo who shops around town Puts things in her pouch, then she hops up and down That's me! Sometimes things break and her pouch is a mess Does she throw it away? I bet you can guess she says Why should it little more work but you know we should try it let's all do the same with the stuff that we use write our name on our own so we know whose is whose why
4: should I throw it?
5: Hi, we are Uno, Dos, Tres, Andrés, and we wanted to share our song, Cooperation, featuring Rizzi Palmer. I wrote this song during the 2016 election season, and at that point, our civic life seemed to be at an unimaginable low point. And how little did we know? It took years for us to release the song, but sadly, the message is more important now than ever.
6: Cooperation is a good buzzword. It's really not easy. It's about listening to learn, about being open to changing your mind and understanding where other people come from. And that takes time to to let your opinion evolve. And that's why originally the chorus said, Tomará tiempo, hay que tener paciencia. It will take time and we have to be patient with ourselves and with others.
5: But then right now, with everything happening, you know, there's a sense of urgency. Uh, so that's why when we, when we were actually in the studio recording, we were, we were singing this about being patient, and we thought we also needed to say something else. So we changed the last chorus, we tweaked it a little bit, and we said, Es el momento, no perdamos la urgencia. We cannot lose our sense of urgency to make big change.
6: Thank you again to Reese Palmer for joining us on this track, as well as to our friend Jonah Chilton on fiddle. This is Uno dos tres Andres cooperation.
7: You are different from me, I am different from you.
5: We don't always think alike But you know that is alright There's common ground, let me hand. Dame una mano Luchemos juntos
7: Tomará tiempo Hay que tener paciencia Si cooperamos Si cooperamos Pese a las diferencias
5: There were people in the past Who thought this just wouldn't last They were trapped inside their fears We're so different, that's real But we can achieve this dream
7: Lend me a hand, let's work together Dame una mano Marchemos juntos Tomar esfuerzo Hay que tener paciencia Si cooperamos Esperamos, pese a las diferencias
8: This is Jonathan Sprout. Jimmy Hammer wrote the music, and I wrote the lyrics to a song called Heads, Hearts, and Hands about Mary McLeod Bethune. She lived from 1875 to 1955, and she was once the most influential black woman in America. At 29, she started her own school for African Americans with a dollar and fifty cents all the money she owned. She became a voice of hope and optimism, inspiring pride and self-confidence in others. Firmly committed to social justice, she taught her students how to succeed, insisting they pay it forward by helping others who were less fortunate. Her non-confrontational style of preferring conference tables to picket lines enabled her to build bridges between black and white communities that advanced the cause for equal rights. She was the first black woman to serve as a presidential advisor and the first black person to have a national monument dedicated to her in Washington, DC. I traveled to Daytona Beach, Florida to research Mrs. Bethune to go to Bethune-Cookman University, the school that she originally founded. And when I visited there, I was so pleased to see that her great motto still resides on the doorways to every one of the dormitories, to every one of the classroom buildings on the entire campus. Whenever you walk in, you look up and there's a sign that says, Enter to learn. When you exit, you look up and right above the doorway is a sign that says, depart to serve. That was Mrs. Bethune's main message to the world, that it is a responsibility for those of us who are given an education, who are fortunate enough to have things. It's our responsibility to share our knowledge, and our possessions with others who were more needy. She was a remarkable, great American hero, Mary McLeod Bethune.
9: Let us fill our hearts with love and tolerance and join hands across this wide expanse of space and make the dream and the hope
10: of democracy a reality.
11: You have come here to learn and you will leave this place to serve.
9: For here
11: at our school,
9: we have a
11: plan.
9: Every door you will open opens doors for others,
11: too.
8: Take pride Ooh. in everything you do, our few. Future
11: depends on
8: you. With
11: your heads, hearts, and hands, with hope and love, heads, hearts, and hands, we will rise above. Keep the faith. No matter what the world demands, use your heads.
9: Hearts
11: and hands.
8: Meet adversity with action. See the challenge as a gift. Answer
11: those who hate with love. Teach your young ones to believe that we can live in harmony.
9: Rise up, stand with dignity, and
8: be the one you were meant to be. With your heads, hearts, and hands,
11: with hope and love, heads, hearts, and hands, we will rise above, keep the faith. No matter what.
7: I'm Marla Lewis and my song is called Mighty Jackie the Strikeout Queen which is actually a true story I was teaching in Harlem when I saw the picture book of the same name about a little girl who was 17 years old who struck out Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig in the same exhibition baseball game after that she was fired from the team and that's why I wrote this song with my friend, Les Julian. The year was 1931, an exhibition baseball game. The Yankees played an unknown team. Chattanooga Lookouts was its name. Babe stepped up to bat. To the pitcher, he tipped his hat. What happened next will sound absurd, but it's the truth. Every word Strike one Caught the corner Babe watched that ball whiz by Strike two Sink and slider Babe swung and missed this time He scowled at the pitcher The strikeout queen. Up next, Blue Garrick, well known as Iron Horse. First pitch, a wicked sinker. He slammed the air with mighty force. He glared at the pitcher. He checked his swing. The crowd went crazy now, and before the mitchell the strikeout queen commissioner decided that jackie should be fired because baseball's not a woman's game but we know the truth she struck out
12: Hey, I'm Evan Greer. I'm a queer activist and musician based in Boston. And uh, this is my song, Liberty is a Statue, which I actually wrote uh, and turned in instead of a final paper in a gender and education class I had in college. I got a B plus, so decided to keep the song around. Um, And it's about uh, the pressures that I think many of us feel in a society that constantly tries to shape us and tell us who we are um, and about finding out who you really are. Um, particularly for trans and gender non-conforming folks.
9: You are a boy You best start acting like one Or I I'll tell your mom I'll tell your dad I'll send you to the principal Again Again now for the last time tell me what have you learned today, teacher teacher, I learned that there is only one way that I can live, and that's the way that they program. Textbooks and the TV screens Hey mom, what did I learn today in school? I learned how to be a boy I learned how to be a man And I learned There's an us There's a them, there are good guys, there are bad guys. The bad guys aren't allowed to be your friends. And I learned all about liberty. It's a statue in a harbor near a city called New York. And I learned all about liberty. It's a statue in a harbor near a city called New York. Are things that we built to remind us of things that have died. But wait, I'm so confused. Cause they told us that sharing was good. Then I look at my own town And the one next door And I wonder why we don't share Some of those mansions With their four car garages them and their broken down mills And this dirty river that runs between us It's not safe swim across they told us so on a field trip to the other side
12: Uh, this song coming up is called children's song I wrote it for my kid Saoirse and uh, I guess I just decided there wasn't enough children's songs about abolishing the police so enjoy
9: The only thing that people want to know about you Is what's inside your diaper Should they buy you pink or blue? Well all I care about is if it's pee or if it's poo Cause you're my little baby And I love you through and through You can be a boy and a girl and a lion and a squirrel And a diamond and a pearl in the sea Or a big fat rock, or an astronaut, but you just can't be a cop.
13: Hey, this is Julie from Ants on a Log. One of the ways that kids feel a sense of belonging in this world is by seeing themselves reflected in media. Seeing people who look like them on TV, seeing their stories played out on stages, hearing ideas they relate to in songs, and other things like that. This summer, I curated the Trans and Non-Binary Kids Mix, which gives kids a whole playlist of music that reflects who they are. The musicians on the mix are adults from all over the gender map, trans, non-binary, two-spirit, genderqueer, and beyond, as well as cisgender allies. Some songs are explicitly about gender, and some are just awesome songs by trans and non-binary role models that I wanted kids to know about. Here are two songs I love from the album. Trans Wizard opened my eyes to the genre wizard rock, which is all music set within the context of the world of Harry Potter. I had no idea this was a genre, but turns out there's something for everyone. Anyway, Totally Nuts wrote this brilliant song about how there are all sorts of problems if you're a trans wizard, and it's just so clever, and it's perfect because now we know that J.K. Rowling is actually really terrible and transphobic, which is really sad, but here's a great outlet for that criticism to take shape and for kids to grapple with maybe loving Harry Potter, but also having some strong criticism. The second song is our latest release from Ants They're My Best Friend. This song uses all non-binary pronouns, but we don't really mention gender at all in the song. It was just a fun song that I wrote to help people practice using they them pronouns. We've been performing this song for years now, and after our shows, parents of trans and non-binary kids always come up to thank us for the, our inclusion, of this non-binary song and the pronouns that their kids use and they really appreciate that it's not education per se it's just kind of a light fun song which happens to normalize my pronouns and their kids pronouns you can get the trans and non-binary kids mix for free at antsanalog.bandcamp.com and if you want to you can make a donation which all goes to camp erinutic which is a camp for trans and non-binary kids ages 8 to 18, which I also serve as assistant director for. We've been running camp for 12 years, and it's grown and grown and grown, and it was very sad that we couldn't have camp this year, but we did do it virtually. However, it was sad we couldn't do it in person, and so I wanted to make this mix especially to give our campers some connection. I remember how much music meant to me when I was that age, and it was just my world and definitely the way that I connected with my peers. So I wanted to give that potential connection to kids this summer since they couldn't see each other in person.
14: I'm a non binary wizard, I'm a gender fluid witch. I don't know what to call myself, except for maybe Wicks. It seems as if we're harder to see than a polar bear in a blizzard. Presentation, Cause my best friend's a trans wizard Hogwarts is a magic place where I get to be me But there are issues that come with my identity Like whether I should try to pet the unicorns in class. Or if the staircase in my dorm will choose to let me pass And if I should wear dress robes to dance at the Yule Ball Or if it's way too stressful to decide to go at all I'm a non-binary wizard, I'm a gender fluid witch, I don't know what to do except for maybe wigs, It seems as if we're harder to see than a polar bear in a blizzard. We need representation cause my best friend's a trans wizard. We are not explicit content and we are not not safe for work. We're human just like all of you so don't you be a jerk. I wish that Hogwarts offered a course on gender studies So everyone would be just fine with me and my trans buddies I'll never be head boy or girl cause those labels don't fit me And please use they them pronouns except for maybe wicks. It seems as if we're harder to see than a polar bear in a blizzard. We need representation cause my best friend's a trans wizard. I'm a non-binary wizard. I'm a gender fluid witch. I don't know what to call myself except for maybe wicks. It seems as if we're harder to see than a polar bear in a blizzard. We need representation cause my best friend's a trans wizard.
13: Ooh, Their favorite game is Monopoly. Unless it takes 17, 17 hours. 17 hours?
6: Mm-hmm. And they prefer Finger, finger paint, paint twister, finger T is There's thing. time before bed for a shower. When's shower time? At 8 pm. Okay, fine. Their name is Alex, Like Alexander or Alexandra. Except without the Ander or Andra at, at the end. Yeah, there's no Ander and or Andra at the end. the end. They're just Alex and they're my best friend. Just Alex Got it Their favorite dessert is banana bread With whipped cream and cherries on top Multiple cherries They're too young to drink Cappuccinos, Cappuccinos. I think But when they grow up They want to own their own coffee shop And I shall call it The Overstuffed Burrito Yum Their name is Sam like Samantha. Or Samuel. Except without the Antha or mule at the end. Yeah, yeah. there's no Antha or mule at the end. They're just Sam and they're
13: my best friend. Got it. Just Sam.
10: This is Melanie Damore, and the song I'm going to share with you is called Everybody Here Has Got a Place at the Table. And that is what this is about the whole idea that nobody is excluded, that there is a spot and a space for everybody. Our job as loving people is to make sure that there is a place for everybody, and their job is to sit down. That's what the song is about. Everybody here has got a place at the table. Everybody here has got a place at the table. Everybody everywhere, come on in. I'm saying everybody here's got a place at the table. Everybody everywhere. Come on in, come on in, come on in. Sit on down, sit on down. Glad you're here, glad you're here. Stick around, stick around. Cause everybody here's got a place at the table. Everybody everywhere. Come on in. I'm saying everybody here's got a place at the table. Everybody everywhere. Come on in. Us and them, us and them, you and me, you and me. Everyone, everyone, A to Z, A to Z, why? Because everybody here has got a place at the table. Everybody everywhere, come on in. I'm saying everybody here has got a place at the table. Everybody everywhere, come on in. Come on in, come on in. Sit on down, sit on down. Glad you're here, glad you're here. Stick around, stick. Around because everybody here's got a place at the table. Everybody everywhere, come on in. I'm saying, everybody here's got a place at the table. Everybody everywhere, come on in.
15: I wrote World Citizen back in 1984, and we were just getting glimpses of how the world could be connected. There's a line in there you can pick up a phone most anywhere and call up Singapore. Well, that was kind of true back then, but now it is completely true for billions of people. We're connected as never before. The purpose of this song is to celebrate the way our affiliation is much larger than just to our neighborhood or our town, state, our country, but really to the whole planet. And I think many kids today are not only aware of that connection, but are strong enough to use their understanding to guide the choices they make, to understand that what they do, what their actions are, will make a big difference for people not just where they are, but all around the world. Climate change is a pretty good example of that, but there are lots more. So it's a song of celebration of how we can connect, what we can feel, and who we are as a planet. (music)
11: From Timbuktu to Lima, Peru, Shanghai to Nepal From the fallen fence between Berlin to the ancient China wall From Moscow to Jerusalem, Cairo to Cape Town From Sydney to Seattle, I got neighbors the whole world round I'm a world citizen, world citizen Step up and shake my my hand I'm not not just from Wisconsin, Wisconsin. not just American American. I'm a world citizen, world World citizen. citizen the whole world round You and I can break those borders down You can pick up a phone most anywhere Call up Singapore You can fly a plane from Mallorca, Spain And land in El Salvador The world keeps getting smaller we all keep getting strong, but we're not getting anywhere if we don't get along. I'm a world citizen, world citizen. Step up and shake my hand. I'm not just from Wisconsin, not just American. I'm a world citizen, world citizen. Home the whole world round. You and I can break those borders down. There are some folks who have nothing, some folks who have lots. We're neighbors on this planet, no matter how much we've got. We're all riding on the same train with a lot of work to do. But no one's just a passenger, everyone's part of the crew. I'm a world citizen, world citizen, step up and shake my hand. I'm not just from Wisconsin, not just American. I'm a world citizen, world citizen, holding the whole world round. You and I can break those borders down. Folks around the world looking for peace to come. We're every shade of the rainbow, big and little ones. We're joining hands together, our voices ring out strong. Help us build a peaceful world, help us sing this song. I'm a world citizen, World citizen, step up and shake my hand. I'm not just from Wisconsin, not just American. World citizen, world citizen, home the whole world round. You and I can break those borders down. You and I can break those borders down. You and I can break those borders down.
0: Been listening to Music, Music for the, the New Revolution. Revolution. I'm Rodney Wittenberg. I'm David Heitler Clevens. Music for the New Revolution is produced at Melody Vision Recording Studios in Plymouth, Meeting, Pennsylvania. Music for the New Revolution is written and produced by David Heitler Clevens and Rodney Wittenberg, and edited and co produced by Ben Flax. You can find us at musicforthenewrevolution.com or MFTNR like us on Facebook, and follow our Spotify playlist. And our
1: podcasts can be found on SoundCloud and iTunes, and you can also be a patron, a supporter of our
0: podcast on Patreon. This is Music, music for the, the New, new revolution. revolution. Spend
7: it all today and we will bill you tomorrow. Three-piece suits and bank accounts in Bahamas. Wall Street crime will never send you to the slammer. Tell all the children in the arms of the mamas, the f
11: for a pill culture Drug companies circling
9: like a bull Amaraki babies with the G.I. Joe father